coming to you from beautiful Santa Barbara, California. Promoting peace, healthy living, and happiness. It's the Peace Podcast with host Barbara Gon Mueller. I want to welcome you to Peace Podcast. I'm Barbara Gon Mueller. I'm your hostess, and I just love conversations. I wrote the book, Revolutionary Conversations, how you can have a conversation with anybody, even if they disagree with you. You think that's impossible? Well, today you're going to find out how to heal the divides with a conversation. Joan Blades, I have been her fan since she started MoveOn.org, co-founded it. Now, if you don't know what MoveOn.org is, that's okay, because there's someplace else I really want you to go to find out more about her, and that's livingroomconversations.org. Joan Blades is a lawyer. She's a mediator. She's a, an artist. She loves nature. She understands and believes that each of us, power of us, citizens, and our need to rebuild respectful civil discourse while embracing our shared values. Welcome, Joan. Thank you so much for having me. I think you've you've said it all now. <laughs> We're set. Okay, Joan. Without I'll in some details. Now we can have a conversation. I get all of the who is this you're going to be listening to out of the way because I really want us to have what you're talking about, a conversation, being authentic, sharing who we are and telling our wisdom from our lives that we have lived. Joan, I'm gonna start with the first question. A lot of people shy away from conversations. They don't know where to begin. They're afraid they're gonna argue. What is the first step to a really good conversation that heals and consolidates? You know, I have developed expertise with co-founders in living room conversations for having a very specific kind of conversation across differences. So I don't pretend to be an expert on all conversations, but for, you know, because of move on, I've seen a lot of political polarization and I believe that we have to be able to work together to take care of the really big problems we face. And the thought experiment I offer people is, you know, whatever your top issue is, imagine everyone in DC wakes up tomorrow and it's their top issue too. And then I just have to remind everyone healthcare, affordable healthcare has been a top issue in DC for decades. And we have the most expensive healthcare in the world by a large factor. And we're not even in the top 10 when it comes to outcomes. So it's not about persuading everybody that, you know, X or Y is a problem. It's about us actually working collaboratively to solve problems and having the agility to, you know, when we see things shift to make the changes necessary. So if climate change is your top issue, then we need to be able to work on it together and see progress and the things that don't work, do less of them and the things that are working, do more of them and come up with some great new ideas because creativity starts happening when you actually have healthy conflict. So you have this healthy conflict and there's high conflict. Amanda Ripley just wrote a wonderful book called High Conflict that tells the stories 
of high conflict in dramatically different ways and then takes the pieces that are the same in those conflicts and then how people get out. So living room conversation is a very specific conversation tool and format so that anyone that wants to have a good conversation, to be intentional, to talk across differences can do so. And we have over a hundred conversation guides and they all start with a set of conversation agreements that are basically what you learned in kindergarten. Be respectful, take turns, be curious, and be responsible for your part of the conversation. You know, it's a collective responsibility. And then it's just three rounds, really simple. First round, you talk a little bit about your deeper values. Second round, there are four or six questions that you can choose from that talk about your personal relationship with whatever topic that you've all agreed you're going to talk about. And then it's reflection and next steps. And we've had this conversation about empathy and we've had them about guns and responsibility. You know, that the diversity of conversation guides is really wonderful. And people have amazing conversations that where, you know, I had the forgiveness conversation a year ago and I found myself thinking about forgiveness in ways I never have before. It deepened my understanding of my own relationship with forgiveness. Well, that's what happens in a good conversation. That's why I do Peace Podcast, because I know that the wisdom is inside of each of us. If we're not threatened, if we're not living in fear, if we're not afraid of being wrong, and being wrong is really a conversation deadhead. That's when it all stops. You just have to accept. And you know, the hardest part of conversation, as I have found, is the expectation instead of just being present, let it be, let it be, it will evolve on its own. So when I'm in a conversation with someone like you, I do a lot of paying attention. I'm present. And then I pick up on the things that are like, I see you get a smile. I pick up on your body language. I pick up on maybe something. I say, ah, we agree on that. But the most important part is finding where we are in agreement, starting with that. And it doesn't matter if it's just eating breakfast. You ate breakfast this morning. That's it. Maybe that's all you agree on. Or maybe you didn't eat breakfast. The most important part for me in conversation is having it. A lot of people are choosing not to have conversations across differences these days. They're saying, I don't want to talk to those people. And I think that's dangerous. And I think there are a lot of great conversations to be had where, you know, I know this is a peace podcast. We have a wonderful nuclear weapons living room conversation. And honestly, there's an awful lot of agreement around that. And when you understand that, there's then the potential to take next steps. Where will we find that? I really think there's a lot of people who don't know what to say about nuclear weapons today or nuclear power. Where would we find that conversation? Would it be on YouTube? Uh, the living room conversation guide we have is under topics. You know, we have a website that has, you know, basic of what the living room conversation is and some videos and 
a whole set of places where you can go and see topics. And we have over a hundred guides. So the guides, you just go alphabetically and you find it. Now, the other thing is we have uh, a new format where you can go to join a conversation called Junto uh, that has the, we've been doing conversations by video during COVID. And the beautiful thing about that is it really works. And you can see your friend in another part of the country, right? Because I'm a Zoom way to be connected. And so the the convert, I don't think I've said this, the conversations are traditionally six people. And the original format was two friends with different viewpoints, each invite two friends, because in the area of politics, the polarization has made it so fewer and fewer people have enough friends across the spec political spectrum. And so we each invite two people. And I will say, I co-hosted a conversation with the co-founder of Tea Party Patriots. Wow. A friend of mine said, oh, you know, co-founder, move on. Tea Party, you guys should co-host. <laughs> and I got to know him and he was really charming and we really disagreed about a lot. But we decided to have a co-host a conversation about crony capitalism. And he came to my house and I had a couple friends come to my I had this amazing conversation where we all came to understand that we're in complete agreement about too many people in prison, war on drugs, not a success. Got to use evidence-based practices in the criminal justice. So that actually allowed real movement and activity for all of us in that space and a stronger foundation to stand on in that area. And there were other agreements too, but that's one specific. I would so love to see that happen in the area of nuclear weapons. I think we have this massive investment we're making in modernizing our nuclear weapons. And it's invisible to most of us. Most of us, you know, there's very little, I never hear anything about it. No, and, and they're not saying much about it. It's like, um, if I wouldn't be involved in some of these podcasts and in some of these um, Zoom calls, there were 243 people on a Zoom call on Saturday about how we can live with or do we have to live without nuclear. And we had that conversation and we decided at the end that we would each work toward eradicating all of the waste of electricity so we don't become so dependent on nuclear power, no matter if and if no matter where it is, nuclear power still has waste, right? Well, I will say that the nuclear weapons conversation is a different one than the nuclear power conversation. That fits in our climate conversations. <laughs> we got a set of those too. And we haven't actually written that guide. Mm -hmm. uh, but the other thing I'll say is this is a deep listening practice. It's not about persuasion. Um, People gain nuance about differences. It's about caring about each other, which is step one to so many things. I, I just did Reverend Ruff and he said, look at everybody as if they're part of humanity because they are. When you look at another person, even though they totally disagree with you, look at them. And my friend who created Police to Peace also on one of our podcasts said, look at everybody with love. Just even on my Zoom calls, 
I try to bring love into my face and into my look at you. I look at you with love and I'm so grateful. And the other one that Dr. I mean, Reverend Ruff said was humility. Have some humility. And humility means opening up to what is present to you and not necessarily in your mind, not your opinions, but humility, humanity and humility. And then I go for honesty. You don't have to agree, disagree, but honestly be present. Yeah, all those things are incredibly powerful. I find it kind of uh, amazing how listening is one of the most powerful things we can do. And it's not something we think of as powerful. Right. Yes, it is. And what are we, what are we guilty of? What do we, I had to learn not to plan what I was going to say next. Because if I'm planning what I'm going to say to look brilliant or whatever, I'm not listening. I'm in my brain. And I think you said something earlier in our conversation. I'm not going to have that conversation because I don't agree with you. That's not exactly how you bring the world to agreement. Exactly to have that conversation with the tools. That's why we wrote the book, Revolutionary Conversation. Five simple little tools. Stop, help, ask, risk, and explore. It's so easy. Why do you go to a stop sign? You know this, Joan, because you don't want to go out in the middle of traffic and get killed. The same thing in a conversation. Stop. Be present. Listen. And if you don't agree, just say, how interesting. Tell me more. And and you have to be that peace inside, I find. If I'm at peace, I'm not going to argue. I really want to know where they're coming from. I want to know why they bought that product too. I want to ask a question. And sometimes just being present opens up doors that I didn't even have a clue about. Yeah, this is the Living Room Conversation Initiative is an attempt to make this part of the culture. Yeah, the it's part of a bridging movement where we're trying to shift from a culture which is really fear, anger, anxiety, or what media is pushing a lot these days. And we're trying to move towards respect, caring, and love. Um, and how do we do that? Each of us can take a piece and have a conversation. We have faith communities, libraries, leaders in all sorts of areas saying, ah, this is the conversation I can use. And the reason I'm on this podcast with you in part is because I know this is a peace podcast and I'm hoping to find some of the leaders in the peace movement that say, oh, I know what to do with that and take it into their community. And then, you know, it's an amplification, a mutual amplification. We can help that conversation and you can be intentional about inviting in people that are missing and you can have conversations with people who shout your values because that has how you reinforce your opinions and your your love inside when people shout your values then you're in the right place to start a conversation and maybe further your beliefs you know uh, i'll tell you a quick story um I, i served on the board of a retreat center la casa de maria in santa barbara And if I wouldn't have served on that board, I never would have met Dr. Robert Mueller, who became my life companion and my husband. Go where your values are shouted. I truly believe that spiritual healing is so important to all of us because we have a lot of 
input from people that don't necessarily like us and don't necessarily agree with us. And you carry that around with you. But if you go to a retreat, you get to tell the truth and you get to heal. And so I said to the board, what I served on, well, where do world leaders go to heal? And they said, we don't know, have a conference. And I did. And I met Dr. Robert Mueller and I started working with world leaders. And I'll never forget Walter Cronkite. And Walter Cronkite is the voice of America, as he said. And he held my hand. Why? He just needed to be grounded into this world. Maybe there's a holding of a hands that will help your conversation, whatever it is to make that conversation work. It just opens doors. Doesn't close them. It opens doors. Well, people often go to great lengths to have an adventure. You know, to they travel. And this is these conversations are an adventure because you can be intentional about making sure you're speaking to people that you wouldn't otherwise be in connection with. I mean, the living room conversation started around trying to diminish political polarization. And then we have a whole set of race and equity conversations because race became, and this has been over the course of 10 years, right? We have police community relations, we have status and privilege, you know, a lot of good conversations. And then COVID happened. And COVID, you know, the focus was just on connection because people were feeling isolated. And, you know, the, having the conversation, what is essential? We all had to, reflect on that this year and actually act on it in some ways, right? And there's one uh, mom who had her mother and her nephews in this conversation, her mom's friend, and that was her way of taking care of her mother and getting to know her nephews in ways she said she never would have known them otherwise. And her mother's going, when well, can we have another conversation? And, and so there's so many parts to this opportunity and we're constantly learning from our users because this is open source. And, you know, we find out, oh, you know, Jessica in Minneapolis has had over a thousand conversations going and, you know, it's amazing. It is, and, I think you said a key word here, be curious. There are, um, I just listened to Dr. Quacko and he said, there are two things that help you live longer. He said the first one is fruit and the second one is being curious. Come on, let's be curious. Let's find out what's going on. And then I listen, I listen to all these podcasts and I listen to Zoom calls. And I don't remember the name of this fellow, but he said, tell me how much love you have in your life and I'll tell you how long you're going to live. Now, isn't that beautiful? These little sayings that come to us, you know? in these podcasts. So I just think that, you know, you were talking about moms. I went to your website. Is it called momsrising.org? Am I correct? Yes, momsrising.org. I wanted to stay there all day long because I'm a mom. I'm a grandma. I love people. I love children. I, have a, I was a teacher in my early youth after I graduated from college. I taught school. I, ta I wanted to teach children to respect what they have learned. And I didn't even use textbooks. We wrote our own books. I did the Roach Van Allen approach. I let them tell their story. Everybody has a story and you learn so much. Anyway, we can talk about our past, but I really wanna go into the future. 
you have a dream for our world, and then I'd like to know what action you'd like us to take. And I'll bet you I have a clue. But tell me, what do you have a dream for our world? Something that we can all participate in with you? The dream is to have communities, local and national, where respect and care is at the core, the foundation of them. That's our expectation of each other. And, you know, how to do that? Everyone has good ideas for that. But of course, I think everybody should be having a living room conversation and take it into their community because it's those people that take it in that's going to have this happen sooner. Are you saying that living room conversations might be our action for the end of this podcast? Why, I just might be saying that, yes, absolutely. And we have, uh, for anyone that doesn't want to just jump in, read them, because you can do that, we also have an introduction to Living Room Conversations coming up on both Wednesday and Thursday. So it's a, a week of riches. But check out those conversations and have one that you absolutely can't wait to have with someone that you you've been curious about or someone you haven't seen for a long time and you really miss and co-host it and you know because that's a way to meet new people. Zoom. you can have a zoom conversation you don't necessarily have to sit in the same living room but there are three criteria that i i picked up from you respect curiosity and what would you say the third one is owning your part of the conversation owning the conversation collectively too I could go and talk to you for the rest of this day because every time I talk with you, I feel like I know more about myself. I know how to listen better. And you're listening to Joan Blades. Now, you may know that her background has allowed us to form groups. MoveOn.org. I was very active in MoveOn and I followed those ideas that brought me peace and happiness. And now she's working with moms and she is working, Joan is also working with Living Room Conversations. And so Joan, what website would you suggest we go to right away? Livingroomconversations.org. Sign up to have a, sign up so you get the weekly note that tells you what's coming up. Oh, great. Have a conversation. You know, they're fun. Do it with someone that you'd really enjoy talking to. And have six people because that diversity in the room for the technology and relationships conversation ages the big difference. What, what's the conversation you're yearning to have? And if you don't want to have a conversation right away, join one of the intros because I'll be lonely if you don't show up. Joan Blaze, you are fabulous. I just love you. And you know, I am so, you're so welcome. And thank you for joining us. I'm Barbara Gon Mueller. Listen to Peace Podcasts often and have a conversation. Thank you for joining us. Mm -hmm.